Stop moving like you're running out of time The realization coming over your mind That it should be a counter If you could just find the answer You know it could be a counter If you're just a wee bit less of a wanker Melding half of the time This is the beginning of the rest of your life You better start grafting cause you're running out of time The roof is on fire and it's raining outside But it should be a counter If you could just find the answer Yes, it's a slightly later time, it's seven minutes past nine. This is the big kickoff here on 96.4 FM Liffey Sound with myself, Dave, and my other friend across the road there, Mr. Shannon. How did you? Good. And we have a, yeah. a bit of football on again tonight. <laughs> huh? Who have we got? Come on, give us a... The t- Europa League just keeps giving and giving. It's on like 48 weeks of the oh, year, Christ. isn't it? It's unbelievable. Uh, Aberdeen are 2-0 down, 4-0, they're gone. Rangers 3-0 up, 7-2 in aggregate against... Uh, Mickland, is it? Midgeland, yeah. Midgeland, whatever. Yeah, Who would else whatever. Ever. Wolves, 3-0 up with 7-0 and they are flying through. Um, I believe, did Linfield get through? I yes, Linfield got through the other day against Torshavon or whatever. But uh, yeah, Wolves had a quick look at their lineup. Uh, very much two or three of the well-known lads and then a bit of taste. So plenty of room. So they should be coast nice and uh, fresh for the weekend. So yeah, so that's what's going. There's a few tidy sides and a fine art. I've seen a few others there. Like So it's a tough L round. Um, I know it's kind of seeded in the way it is, but and unfortunately Celtic, Dundalk. Celtic will play either AIK or Sheriff. Sheriff and it's 3-2 on aggregate to AIK. Oh, oh it was. Full time. So AIK, AIK Stockholm. AIK, Won't be easy. Not easy Especially at all. after our, fr- our friend, Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark O'Sullivan. There you go. So anyway. What are we going with? Are we going with another song? Well, if we're going to go with a song, get ourselves going. We had a, There was a, a few things up today <laughs> on social media. A cer- what are you talking about? A certain Mr. McGregor, who... Oh. Uh, if, listen, if he offers us a whiskey, take the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, a six minutes, apparently, he was in there for the whole time. He comes in with a couple of heavies yeah. in between a couple of people, gets the bottle, gets a few glasses, starts passing it around. It seems like, yeah, man, no, you're all right, of course, he threw he threw the dig so fast. He was out the door. It, it, it's a weird looking video because literally no one in the pub reacts. It's like it happened and people didn't realize yeah. it happened. The only one who reacted was the the barmaid, right? Who 
put her hands over because she's seen it straight oh, in front okay. of her. But other people oh, were she's going She's the only on. one I didn't yeah. really notice God Lover. Others just didn't seem to think much of it. Yeah, because there was one lad who was kind of sprawled out in his little armchair probably watching the whatever race or whatever was on and it was, he just didn't bat. And I, uh, maybe it's the done thing over there. Now, maybe maybe something was said, but still, I think if, yeah. I think if you're a, a, a pro boxer or anything like yeah. that, I think you should know, just don't use that kind of stuff. Someone it's, gives it's, you a bit of lip. But then I'm again... I'm sure the younger... Generation still probably would be more in a positive light with him, but the, he's lost. A, his star's fallen. Something fierce yeah. around around people of my age and talking. They're like, ah, oh, he's just this. He's just that. They're kind of bored of him. Yeah. And even when I was talking to one of the lads in the office today about kind of if he comes back, you're not really going to get excited about it because you can't help but think it's just to keep the tax man happy. He's kind of losing the shine, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and it's, and it's disappointing because now. he could he could have been an absolute legend in this yeah. country for the rest of and his life and I just can't help but feel yeah any fights that he will or may do and he probably will do it's just keep the money ticking yeah that's the, the feeling I get which is sad anyhow so our song so because of that kiss with a fist Florence <laughs> and the Machine <laughs> I hit you back, you gave a kick, I gave a slap, you smashed a plate over my head, then I set fire to our bed. You hit me once, I hit you back, you gave a kick, I gave a slap, you smashed a plate over my head, then I set fire to our one of them that finishes earlier than it says it will <laughs> sitting there relaxed and whatever but yes that was Florence and Machine with Kiss with a Fist in honour to he's now Crumlin's finest not Lucan's finest anymore <laughs> I don't think he ever lived in Lucan did he <laughs> listen something really good the President of Ireland David Ford retired this week uh, in terms of an example da- this is from the President little Mickey D in terms of an example David offers the, the integrity of sport and the empathy of all who play the game of soccer football really Mickey D get it right David Ford has been and continues to be a joint best wishes to him family and the future in which he has made a great com- contribution mm. um, started very late with Red Ireland 31 or 32 yeah. or something yeah. yeah and did a decent job for us oh he did yeah, you yeah. Know? but <laughs> Listen, we go into politics and for what Mickey D go, you know, I'm not with him on the politics side, but he does everything right, doesn't he? Yeah. Ah, he's a nice man. He's he, a football fan. He always was yeah. and always will be. And uh, for that you'll for that side of it, you'll always like him. Do you know what I mean? Where do you agree with? He does the president's role well, right. doesn't he? He's, and like, he's a master at words, like a wordsmith, I should say, not that yeah. I am right now. But uh, yeah, he's a pleasure to listen to when he gets going, you know. And uh, yeah, nice touch. But he is a football man, true and true. You'll often see him at Daily Mountain, wherever he, wherever else he can get into. And of course, he's always at the Aviva and this, that and the other. So yeah, and good luck to David Ford. Yeah, solid, great career. Predominantly at Millwall. What, Wexford? From Wexford, isn't he? Wexford man? Oh, look at you. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, so good luck to him, best of luck. Anyway, we'll quickly, uh, for the first section, we're going to go back on last week, seeing if we did a big special on it. Exactly. Premier League kicked off, so we can all say, is it going to be their year, or they're going down, who's going up? But it's only the first one. So I see you have the very first one, which obviously was last Friday, Liverpool-Norwich 4-1. You go. Seeing as I'm the Liverpool fan, you go first. Yeah, well, watching the game, I... you're always hesitant about the first game. You don't know what way it's going yeah. to go. Our team's going to be nervous. Are they going to be full of beans? Yeah. Well, Liverpool were full of beans. First half, they absolutely wiped the floor with Norwich. Mm. It, it, Norwich just couldn't, they couldn't take the torrent yeah. of... Played into their hands a little bit, I thought, as well, though. 
coming out from the back not, the way not, they did. Yeah, I yeah, think they, they tried to, they a little tr- bit. I think you have to mix it up. Mm. I, I don't think you need to go and try and pass the ball out from the back every single time. Sometimes you need True. to kick it long, stretch them, push back the, the Liverpool defence. They didn't do that, and you're right. But second half, they came out with a whole new attitude, and I think Liverpool may have come out with a different attitude, as in job yeah. done. Hundred percent, and Neville said it, and I'll rob his point. Like when you get to that stage, you start to do things you wouldn't do if it was nil all. Yeah, you'll try that something fancier. I'm not saying that's exactly what they did, but once or twice it was like he'd have played that across, or yeah. he'd have buried that, or the, the, you do get a little bit looser. But Norwich, I think, will be a good team to watch this year. Yeah, I don't think they'll be walked over. No, but I do think they'll be relegated. Pookie, great finish. Yeah. Great finish. And he top goal was he top goal scorer last year? I think so, in, as far as in, in championship. And definitely there's something about Norwich. They do play good football. Of course it's going to come down to who in the bottom half yeah. they beat. It's always going to be that way. It's n- Liverpool was never going to be the factor of yeah. uh, whether they, they win yeah, this yeah, is their season. Yeah, yeah. But there was some good part, except for uh, it's a Grant Handley. Yeah, uh, own Literally, goal minus two points in fancy football <laughs> for me. Thanks, <laughs> the, Mr. Uh, Handley. Yeah, the thing for Norwich for me, yeah, you feared for in the first half going. Yeah, they're definitely going down, hundred percent. But you're kind of like, will their style of play be better than the rest below? They'll get battered if they play like that against all the big boys yeah. because they go toe to toe, and you yeah. can't do that. If they keep playing that, it might do a job on the rest, but they're definitely going to be flirting with it. There's no two ways about it. No, 100%. Uh, and just a little one on Liverpool, just to move up before we go. Three proper competitive games now. I'll give another week or two before I start sticking the knife in. But yeah, defence is very loosey-goosey. Well, I was surprised in the first game yeah. of the season that he started Gomez mm. in centre-half. Yeah, But he did very well. Yeah, uh, Matip played the other night in the Super Cup. Mm. Um, the, yeah. the European Charity Shield. <laughs> and... Probably at fault for the f- the first goal, was yeah. it? The first goal, I think it was. Giroud's first goal, wasn't it? Yeah. So probably a fault for that. He got cut over. But, I mean, then you're nitpicking at things mm. then because it could very easily have been uh, Gomez it, or, or Van Dijk. But it just, they seem to be a bit open or something. Oh, 100%. They? And they're definitely, I think teams are looking at it and it's very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes because I'd love to see the media torn. On players because mm. obviously he's a genius and he's the greatest fullback around. Now they're oh Trent, I don't know what's going on. It's not just him; it's the way Liverpool bomb on and twenty twenty five goals last year came from them. So people are picking on them and they're probably trying to push them back, but they're also trying to make them do their job, or initial job, which is to defend. Mm. But it's interesting the way they're picking on them and getting a bit of joy. City got joy, uh, Norwich got a bit of joy, and Chelsea certainly got joy across the whole but back Dave, line. Dave, last year I remember this time last year people were slating them as well. He has an Achilles heel letting mm-hmm. people in behind. But not just him, both on both flanks they're, both they're, flanks, they're, yeah. they're picking. Now, his but stood out Trent, more against I City. Think, I think Trent, I, I, I don't believe that Trent is the best defender rifle that's no. out there. I think he's a really good player. And if there's weaknesses in every team. No matter who it is, there's weakness in every team. And if they've done their homework and targeted them... That's what it looks like at the minute, I think. And to be honest, when you commit two fullbacks at the same time, which not a lot of clubs do... You know there is gaps, and it, that's it, they're definitely being seen. So it'll be interesting but to see they, what Klopp they, they does. They did that last year as well, and that's why the likes of Milner and Henderson and Fabinho—that's why they work because they are the cover for the fullbacks who go yes, forward. Yes, but what I'm saying is, is the way teams are playing against them. Oh yes, yeah. it looks like it's turned a little bit. Yeah. Um, and as I said, another week or two, I'll be like, yeah, defense are looking ropey. But mm. at the moment, I'll I'll put it down to a bit of rustiness, in my opinion. Okay, a little bit. Right. But next week or the week after, if I still see it, I'll be like, ah, oh, lads. I certainly think. 
if Firmino or Mane or Salah get injured, hundred percent. There's a bit like Firmino didn't play in the first half. Look what happened as soon as he the, came on the European Charity Shield. He didn't play in that, and he turned the game yeah. around in the second half. So yeah. it shows you how important them players are. Hundred percent. Where as we go on to City now, you look at the first team in City, the second team in City. I mean, which Mourinho now says will be up there as well. Exactly, which is, which is probably true. They'd probably be up challenging for the league. Yeah. So again, Sterling, Hattrick, Aguero, and Jesus. Funny that Jesus started. This is a fancy wise. Or just I, in general, fancy, no, but fancy wise, I would definitely stay clear potentially for a few weeks to see how it goes of Aguero and Jesus because yeah. I think it could be very much a fifty-fifty split, especially with Champions League. Coming. I think that's what he's going to do, and it'd be likely so you're Sterling who will play more consistent. Mm. So if I, because I went for Aguero this week and straight away I went, because I done my team and I was like, geez, not bad outside. And then I went, shit, I've no city. I need to get some city players in. Got in him and of course typically doesn't start. Yeah. But then I start thinking about going, yeah, he's getting to that age. Jesus, it's about time he gets more time. I think they could split it a little bit this yeah, year. And it just gives him a better chance in Europe. Yeah. And to keep him fresh, you yeah. know, the usual. But uh, the only thing I will say about Man City and West Ham, City won 5-0. I didn't notice, but I was listening to, I was watching the Sunday supplement on Sunday morning, obviously, and the press were like, oh, what you make a seat? Oh, we're not surprised. And I was like, oh, you're already doing the play. But apparently, that's roughly the same result they've had for the last four or five trips down there. Yeah. Apparently, it's what they do down there. Now, that doesn't mean anything. City were still awesome. Yeah. Um, but maybe not get overly excited because they've formed there and grabbing goals. But it's still worrying for the rest. Isn't it? All of a sudden, you're thinking, geez, the mid-90s or high-90s again. Can anyone keep up with them? Yeah. Um, just on another one you look at Marhaz there three mm. assists yeah. brilliant right but Bernardo Silva dropped out of the team not even brought on as a sub mm. and that shows you okay these serious depth these have unbelievable depth here Incredible depth. and I still think if I was to pick a team now and you're talking about Marhaz or Bernardo Silva Bernardo Silva get in so you don't really know sometimes what Pep's mm. going to do and you don't know what or his team is. just keep them on to their be. toes maybe maybe he wants maybe. to just stick a rocket up a few lads maybe Bernardo's been tipping along but not quite hitting the but they're looking sharp 100% and the biggest difference between them and Liverpool because people will still probably put them first and second like especially over the when watching the two matches Liverpool are very much rough and ready the movement off the ball of City is just so good like Sterling went on a run didn't even look at where the play was going. He knew they'll do their little one or two passes and they'll end up being passed to me as I hit that line. Yeah. And it was the one that was offside or whatever. But he just went and the lads stood there one or two passes, bang. And they knew it was happening. It's just phenomenal. Liverpool don't have that movement off the ball. If they yeah. did, I'd say, yeah, it's neck and neck. That's why City are better. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's seriously good to watch. Uh, Barma Sheffield United... Interesting. It was a funny. Starting to get sleepy. Imagine day at that game. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> when you're getting down there, there's only a nil nil after that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was um, getting sleepy. Billy Sharp scored for Sheffield United to yeah. claim the draw. Yeah, and still uh, keeps giving. I, I believe our friend Durham from Talk Sport wow. slated him absolutely. Billy slated Sharp. Him. Billy, Billy Sharp said, "No, no offense to Billy Sharp, but he's not good enough." to be in the Premier League <laughs> League 1 is great Championship he might be alright but he'd never make it in the cha- and then bang goal and of course Lee Sharp, or Billy Sharp had to say something after that brilliant uh, he, he got his own back but yeah, yeah. it shows you that there isn't much of a difference it's all about the, just the quickness of thought yeah. in it, when you're a centre forward if you can yeah. score goals uh, if you're a centre forward who scores goals you score goals anywhere. Yeah. You just have to make sure you put the work in. And I'll uh, be definitely watching C's, but a great start. And for us, Mark Travers didn't even get on the bench. Yeah. That was disappointing. Um, but I think Bournemouth 
I don't. And just as I don't side know, note, Devo said top six. I'm not sure to make top <laughs> yeah. six. And just a side note about Irish keepers, uh, he kind of came out clap and said that Keller will be the number two while Allison is out because they got this guy Andy Lonigan in as well. Yeah, a quick fix. But by all accounts, I think Keller will be the number two. So yeah. you never know. Okay. But geez, imagine if he had been fit before Allison. And like, what might have been anyway. Anyhow, down at turf. That's it, turf. It's unbelievable. Burns. Southampton are going to struggle this year. Yeah. Aren't they? Mm. No, I know they got beaten 3 0 and they could turn it around and, could and be win three games in a row. But I don't I don't see where their goals are coming from. And and last yeah. year it was something similar. Like I know Danny Ings, if he stays fit, maybe Shane Long is only gonna get you seven or eight at yeah. best. It's all on Danny Ings' head. Pretty much. So in a nutshell. If he doesn't score, uh Southampton are in trouble. But yeah. But Burnley, much of the same. They win three 0 That's just hard to beat. I wouldn't get overly excited. I wouldn't for Burnley, either. But it's just much of the same for them. I'd say they're going to be there, thereabouts. They'll be okay. That game, I'm be honest. I forgot Monday. I was like, geez, they ever even play? Yeah. I don't know what happened. I presume I didn't watch the game. So unfortunately, I can't give any comment. I know. I think I checked that Zaha play because he was in my side. Came on. But I presume it was a Saturday game at three o'clock, and I maybe asleep during match of the day. It's a nothing, it's yeah. a nothing game, really. It was on match today. Um, yeah. Listen, it might take a few weeks for Everton. I was, lo- I was looking at the betting there today. Everton are playing Wofford, and Wofford are four to one to beat Everton. That's a great price for Wofford to beat Everton. They have, I presume they Everton have, at home, hence the four one. But still, that's that's, that's a ballsy uh, isn't odds. It? So if you're having a space. little look, maybe oh, Wofford. Responsibly, people. Uh, no. Talking about Wofford. Speaking of which. <laughs> what? Wofford were beating 3 0 at home to Brighton. You, yeah, but you wouldn't have thought that Brighton would beat Wofford 3 0 at, at any no, stage. No. I did say I did say last week, maybe they should have sacked their manager. Maybe that's what's going to yeah, do their downfall this year. It's the first time yeah. they've kind of kept their manager. But realistically, that shouldn't be a factor. Obviously, they, they, they should have that consistency now. Yeah. So we're putting it on a bad day at the office. But again, with Wofford up front. They haven't really changed much nope. up front, and that's where you need to change it. So, anyway, great goals. win, great win for Brighton. And Super as we said, as we predicted last week, three at the back. Yep. Uh, well, actually, five at the back. Cause I had Dunk as my number 12. I had Duffy on the starting 11. Dunk as my number 12. And he scored 11 points sitting there ready to go. And Danny Saboy has come on for the Arsenal. I was good. <laughs> so, I had a distinct. Now, it's 60 points for a week. That's a good haul. Yeah. But everyone seemed to get great scores because all the big boys hit it. Because a few people did triple captain. Yeah. So, yeah, went in early. Yeah, get a good start. Early. Now, half five, Saturday. Very much a 50 50 game. I thought a little bit. Villa were kind of in it and up for it. And then the class kind of prevailed. Yeah. And then Kane does what he does. You gave him that extra yard, he buries it. He is a great He's a great finisher. First, his first goal. I mean, how much luck can you get? <laughs> it ricocheted off two different people to fall in, <laughs> right in front of him. No, he finished it great. One. And the second one, he finished brilliant. Yeah. But, um, and Dembele. Looks, yeah. looks, he looks a real Spurs player. He looks, yeah. and he looks, he's strong. He could be very, power. very interesting. Yeah, this year. powerful, but uh, good finish. Do you think Villa will have enough? At, you I know, know it's only one game, but do you think they might have enough? Off the back of that game, yes. Good, but you will know by the end of September. Because of course, it, it, because teams yeah. turn on getting beaten and confidence. So and there's many a game, game, and this is not because I can see United score, but many a game somebody wins a big score at the very first game and it doesn't quite pan out. But Villa, yeah, there might be enough there for Villa. Yeah. Where are you going here? No are you problem. going straight in? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we had a couple of other results, which Leicester Wolves, yeah, it's kind of predictable. <laughs> 
goal called uh, disallowed for handball mm. and VAR. It, it, it was a, that one was uh, harsh. See, this is the one where it's the, the letter of the law. Yeah. Um, but as I've said a few times, I'd love to see progression. And maybe it's one of these, if it comes up again, maybe they might, will we revisit this a little bit? Because something like that, he has not got a clue. But in fairness, they follow the rule. It's just what it is. Yeah. And the funny thing, just a very quickly one about far, about the offsides. Paul Merson was very funny on Monday night or Tuesday night. He says, it's going to get to the point now. He was, I think it was blatant tongue in cheek just to kind of prove a point. You're going to be looking at, your forward line and if you have a size 12 feet but you have another guy who's a size 8 feet you're going to play the size 8 feet <laughs> because it's literally like this now Cascarino because of the offside now they're all bang on correct and they're all back whatever part of the body but I was thinking to myself one time a striker goes to start a sprint and his arm is out f- stretched or whatever for some reason and the other fella's body is here like I'd be like the body be more than the arm but it, it is what it is but Cascarino came out with the weekend and said maybe it could be a little bit like um, the finish line in athletics, chest. where it's the chest, maybe, because some of this is a little bit but extreme. As but long as the ruling is consistent, everyone oh, well, at the moment happy. it is hundred yeah. percent. So if it's a consistent, you can abide by. But it. sometimes it's a bit like, don't get me wrong, and I'm not angry about it. I'm actually not. But just sometimes you're like, geez, that poor lad's got a great goal, and his literally his big toe is in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the other guy's body could be leaning forward. So it could get messy if they decide to pick something, a part of the body. But as you said, the if consistency is there. It, so maybe leave it might alone. be okay. Uh, Arsenal, Newcastle, Aubameyang. Oh my God. Play well. It's, I don't know. Is he underrated? Do we not? Because like, he bangs the goals in. Top goal scorer last year. Giant top goal scorer. And no. yet people don't. I don't think people give him as much as. I personally would say it's media ignorance. Because yeah. he, is, he is doing what he's always done. It's no surprise to me. He's got pace. He's incredible skill. And he's just doing what he's always done everywhere else. But they want to concentrate on Sterling, Kane. Now, I'm not saying all English, like your Salas as well. Yeah. Potentially Rashford's, Martial's, Pogba's. Aubameyang just goes about his business. He, like, Is it just because Arsenal aren't in flavour the month at the moment? And potentially that as well. Potentially that as well. It wasn't yeah. the greatest game, but for Arsenal, I would say, who gives a crap? Yeah. That's a three-point win. What about Air, uh, Newcastle? Because Newcastle actually... <sighs> They looked solid enough. Mm. I didn't mm. think they were overrun by Arsenal. Yeah, Joe Linton looks okay. He looks decent. I'd give him another while to just bed in a little bit. Um, there was a couple of flashes and whatever of a few things. But it was a bit subdued because two towards full. Yeah. Because apparently there was a lot gone. So it, it was a boycott, yeah. It, it, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Now, just before we start talking about it, Manchester United beat Chelsea 4-0. But... A lot of the talk, obviously, is about Frank Lampard and his ability to manage. And, well, here's Chelsea fan. CB, what makes him deserve that job to be a Chelsea, a Chelsea manager, a top club like Chelsea? Lampard should still be in the Championship League. I don't see him as a, as a Premiership manager. Well, it's just one of those things, I think, that he was, he was appointed based on sentiment. That's all I can say. But he, I mean, from the beginning, I had always said that he is not the right man for Chelsea, especially in this critical period where we are, we cannot recruit any players until one year. So to give it to him, to be honest, I think is a huge mistake. Who do you think you should have given it to, Mike? Well, they could have given it to the guy who's managing uh, Wolves now. Uh, he would have, he would have done very well because he can see that he's worked, you know, on a shoestring budget and he's done very well for, for Wolves. That's the person I was expecting. So, I'm not sure he was on a shoestring budget, but... And he'd be on no budget yeah, at uh, Chelsea. At Chelsea, but uh, that's a bit harsh, is it? 
I can understand where he's coming from. Do you know what? He could be one of the guys who didn't really want him in the first place. And yeah. now he thinks he has a platform. Say we lost for I told you. Yeah. You know, and I'd say as much as a lot of Chelsea fans, as I said, sentiment would love it. I'd say there was there's a decent pocket that are a bit, mm, is, is he ready? Is this going to be a, a tough year? Listen, Mourinho was very interesting with some of the points he made. I actually enjoyed watching it. I, d- yeah. I wasn't sure what I was I was going to enjoy it. And he was decent. It wasn't bitter. It wasn't. It was just there. Um, and he kind of put Sionis in his place once or twice, which is funny. But he kind of said Lampard's bought time. Yeah. You know, and even with some of the younger players he's bringing in, it's time. You know, so whatever happens this year, whatever. Can they make the top four? Absolutely. If they do, super result from If they don't, doesn't matter. It's from next season onwards kind of thing. So possibly. But will Abramovich do that? He hasn't got Foreman doing that. So that's why it's an interesting one. And that's why it'll always be speculation. Deep down, yes, give him the time. Deep down, whatever. But it's Abramovich. Can he keep the gun in the holster? Yeah. That's the interesting thing. What I've seen of Chelsea in that game, but not only in that game, in, in the Super yeah. Cup against uh, Liverpool, what I've seen from Chelsea was a team that wanted to move the ball quicker than they did last year, mm-hmm. but also a team that wanted to pass the ball forward more often. And you, you know, last year with uh, Jorginho yeah. passing the ball right, left, sideways and backwards, sideways, almost. backwards, yeah. This year, it's going forward. It's going quicker forward. And they actually... Forward's first option. For the first, was it 15 minutes against Manchester United? Mm. They played Man United off the but park. Absolutely played them off the park. So I... I think they were unfortunate. They're definitely unfortunate with the result against Manchester United. 100%. And in fairness to Manchester United, they took their, their goals well. Hmm. And I think there was good performances from Manchester United. But for Chelsea, it doesn't. I don't think it resembles... It didn't quite do them justice for the The team and the performance you that know, they, they It had, was a yeah. bit more closer than that without a shadow of a doubt. And it's margins. It's typical margins. If Zuma had a bit more of a sensible head and not could see that penalty and then ones that hit the post go yeah. inside. Because they were, they were on the ascendancy. They scored. You know yourself, Shannon. Game completely changed, and all of a sudden we're going, Oh, here we go. So, yeah. again, we're after losing 2 0. Now, that means nothing because we all know what happened. So, it is one of them games where you know you don't get super overexcited, you took everything well, job done, but Chelsea don't get too downhearted. You know, you, you know, you weren't bad, and then it, you could see the heads went down once the tournament mm-hmm. went in. So, and they have an interesting game with Leicester this week at home, so yeah. it's not going to be the easiest yeah. of games either for them. But I've seen enough of Chelsea to think that they're going to pick up points over the next couple of weeks. They've got Leicester, and then the following week they're away to yeah. Norwich. If they can keep a positive attitude no matter what, and keep and keep the young fellas in, Mason Mount looks decent. He looks positive. He looks okay. Tammy Abraham, whatever him and Giroud, they mightn't have enough firepower. Like Tammy Abraham. Can score goals, but at the moment it's only championship level, really, because mm. maybe it was a bit too early from at Swansea. So that'll be interesting. Giroud will get you goals. Is he a twenty-goal season man? Different story. Yeah. And can't they be back in? And can't they get featured more yesterday? So funny enough, now just on, on can't they? He still didn't play him in his best position. He played mm. him on the right of of yeah. a tree, which is I thought he would have went in and put him back in there into that position, and it would have cemented everything else. But still, can't they? Uh, Played really, really United well. Go? United well, wait to Oh, that's three points for Wolves. <laughs> if last year has anything to do with it. Probably will be. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. and the big game this weekend is Man City versus Spurs. Spurs. That's the half five kickoff. Come on, Spurs. Uh, I know, draw, draw. I want to draw, I want to draw. We'll finish off just before we go to an ad break. <laughs> what price do you reckon Spurs are to beat City? I, two or three to one? Seven to one. Get on that. 
Yeah, so a double, seven to one, <laughs> and Watford four to one double. Can there you? you go. You've heard it here first. Oh, I'm, it's me, isn't it? I'm supposed to do something, am I? Anyway, here comes the ads. You're listening to Liffy Sound on ninety six point four FM. Yes, and welcome back here to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4. It's 36, 40, 26 minutes past nine. Um, just a quick one. We're down to the last 70 of the PGA uh, Tour FedEx Cup for the big $10 million bonus. Basically, we're down to there's this week and next week. So it goes down to the Tour Championship next week, the Coca-Cola Tour Championship, uh, the final 30. So, yeah, places up for grabs. Justin Thomas is in the lead. Uh, he's projected to go number one if that's the case. But anyway, down to our guys. Uh, go down to 20. First, Roy McIlroy is on 300. He's finished for the day. He's projected at the minute if he stayed there to be fourth. So he's going to be into next week. Graham McDowell is 57th. I presume he'd pretty much probably have to win today. No, Graham McDowell has to be in the top three. Oh, top three. Well, there you go. And then Mr. Lowry is pretty safe. He's t- Oh, actually, he's not. He's 36th. So he needs to go up a few spots. He has to be 29th. So he does have to jump up a fair whack. Mm. So, yeah, there you go. So, a couple of the guys down the bottom. Yeah. Next week is the last week. Is last tour, yeah. And then season's so, over. I mean, if, if in theory, it'd be an unbelievable year for Shane Lowry if he gets into the final Love group it. in Sforda. It's very yeah. hard to see McDowell get in there now at this stage. As you said, top three, that's going to be a tough ask. Uh, yeah, so it looked like pretty much. And Tiger, uh, actually, Tiger's two under with 14. So, he is projected to be at 44th. So, I presume he has to probably get into the top. 10 or top 15 mm. or whatever so I'll be interested to see how he goes so yeah that's the PGA t- uh, Championship obviously big books di- this week what does it say the purse there no it's gone but obviously 10 million uh, bonus next week <laughs> did Justin Rose win it last year no I don't know you maybe don't know. No. I think it was Justin Rose no, no idea well, it might be wrong anyhow the ashes are on no you should have said we. I don't like cricket the ashes, the ashes aren't done. The ashes aren't done. I'll go on. I'll go on. No, 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 no. No, we no, have to get no, the song, do no, we? No, we have to get yeah, we'll have it for after the end. Cricket news coming up after the next break. Good news is that. Oh, hold on. I'll, scrap, I'll scratch this off, mine. Oh, this is off yours. Am I rubbing all your stuff? Not at all. Yeah, Virgin Media and Air have agreed a deal to carry their key sports channels on each other's TV platforms. Under the agreement, Virgin Media Sport will be available to Air customers as part of the Air Sport Pack and in Turn Air Sport will be available to Virgin customers. Uh, the new arrangement will come in effect in the coming weeks ahead of the upcoming Rugby World Cup and the new season of the Champions League and, not and mentioned Europa there, League. League of Ireland football. And of course, League of Ireland football. Which is fantastic yeah, because brilliant. I'm sick of watching it on the tablet because I'll, I'll leave it at that. Let's just say you know how I do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Virgin because where I am, like we can't get the audition and uh, I don't know whether I'd rush this guy anyway. But um, it's great now to at least have air um, for all that kind of stuff. And yeah, with the Rugby World Cup coming up, it's great. So well, happy Because I, I, I had air with Virgin before and then they got rid of it. Mm. So what sports do air Well, it'd be have? a lot of the Irish stuff. Remember the old Satanta and stuff? Like, so a lot of Irish programs. I actually am not 100% certain because I've lost it for a good year or two. So it's interesting. Um, but I just the one thing that I usually go to is... Uh, <laughs> you heard it uh, underage Teaser. football the Irish underage football is yes. on it a lot and of course then the League of Ireland and then other football is on it as well and just another side note on that ITV have done a deal today which starts tomorrow uh, they've done a quick deal with La Liga whatever their official title is uh, for Spanish football for this season and it starts with tomorrow night's game between Barcelona and Athletic Bilbao Brilliant. so ITV4 uh, yeah um, but we don't have ITV4 
Well, I don't have I a do. Ghibli fork, do you? But, it, but what'll be interesting is... Who are you with? Uh, Virgin Media. I have Virgin Media. Don't have ITV4. One, three, one, three, two, I think. Is it? One, three, two. We don't have ITV2 anymore. No, ITV4 doesn't show the football. Well, that's what I'd be interested in tomorrow night. Will yeah. it say not available in Ireland? Yeah. No, it's UK. Now, if you're on Sky, you can see it. So it'd be interesting. So I presume I can't see it. I don't know. We'll wait and see tomorrow night. But yeah, they have it. Um, basically, a lot of people were shortchanging them. That's what the Javier Tebas or something came okay. in. A lot of uh, bids that came in weren't great. They got a very significant uh, deal done with America. Um, but the UK have been quite miserable and ITV came Surprise in at the last minute. Surprise Sky all over that. Well, see, they were with 11 sports last yeah, year, apparently. And they kind of finished up early on the deal because the figures were brutal compared to what they had oh. at Sky. Because maybe not everyone has 11 sports, but Sky obviously was a bit more open and out there. And ITV4 will obviously have a much bigger audience, but it'd be interesting to see the, how much wedge they put up because yeah, yeah. it just goes to show you how much money goes into uh, the Premier League, the fact that they can't... Like, like, they put so much into the Spanish League at Sky, you know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting anyway. But yeah, ITV, if anyone wants to know tomorrow night. I have a question for you. Always. Are you ready to throw some shapes? Ooh. How is that? <laughs> now we keep going. One more, one more. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Ready? How can you not love cricket after that? We're only bringing cricket so we can play that music <laughs> in the background. Right, come on, talk to me. The Ashes. Yes, the Ashes. Good day for Australia. England are really struggling, aren't they? Mm. Really struggling. Now, I know it was, was it rained off? The whole day yesterday. yesterday. But it looks like if they keep going at this pace, it could get done. Yeah. And I don't know, was it a 66 to 1 for England to lose five all nil? five? Uh, and it's it's really it's it's possible it really is possible England's fragile batting again buckled on day two of the second Ashes with Australia at Lords opener Rory Burns made a battling 53 on to be part of a collapse of four yeah. wickets for 46 runs that left the home side 138 for six now in all fairness Johnny uh, what's his name Johnny Bairstow Bairstow and Chris Wokes Steady the ship. Steady it a little bit. 258 all out. Australia are 30 for one. They trail by 228 yeah. runs. David Warner Listen, again. I've said Cheap. it before. I couldn't watch it. All right. I, I, I couldn't sit down and watch all five but days. Keep an eye on the scores. I'll keep an eye on the score. Yeah. I still love the one day stuff. Though. Oh, of course. And I was only thinking about it today when I seen the kind of the totals. And I was like, geez, they, they throw out late 300s, nearly 400 runs yeah. in the one day game. Now, it's a much more aggressive attitude, and in test, it's very much patience. Slow them down. But there's little or none going over 300 at the moment. It's very interesting, but they're struggling with their batting order. Joe Root is their captain. He's usually at four. He's been put up to three mm. because they're really at... They don't have a strong enough batting lineup to, to lead the charge at the minute. So, yeah, that's my tuppence worth on cricket. But, yeah, they're struggling with the batting order, unfortunately, for themselves. Badly, yeah. I, I don't think they're... The two of them, I don't think they're at their strongest... That they've ever been. So, no. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. 66 to 1. Whitewash. Looks like it. Um, I can't 
because uh, obviously our technical difficulties that happened, I couldn't get up the article in time, but I know enough to talk about it for a split second because it just completely grabbed me. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have their names. Two British triathletes, uh, lady triathletes, were in a qualifier for the Olympics. Okay. Smashed the time. It came first and second. And unfortunately, were disqualified. For being men. <laughs> no. Because they held hands and crossed the finish line together. What? Yeah. In searing heat and in tough conditions. Instead of... Where was this? Uh, I think it was in Japan. Okay, that, that doesn't make a difference too. No, no, I was about to say, why were you going like, with this? It wasn't Saudi Arabia or something. And then no, no, it's, apparently it's like official races. It's like, no, come on, there has to be a force. There's no second. contact allowed. But I presume it was the, I'm not sure if it's exactly the holding hands or, uh, well, obviously I presume it's the, the act of finishing together. Yeah. It's very much, no, we need official. As I said, I wish I could get the air to go back up. I might try and get it up in a little bit later, but it's, I just couldn't believe it. I kept looking at it and looking at it. Is this for real? I'll try and get it now if I keep talking. But yeah, it's a fu- it's one of them funny ones where you're like, seriously. It's a bit like a, a golf rule where... Actually, go, ah, it'll be really? down the side here. Actually, it'll be down the side here. I think if I'm quick enough, because I, I seen them. No, no, okay. keep going. We'll come back to it when you... Yeah, we'll see if we can find it. Out. But yeah, it's a random, random story. Okay. Uh, Ruby. Oh. It's coming thick and fast now, isn't it? Now, we, we want the Dar Shields on tonight to discuss it. Uh, we'll probably get him on next week to, to go into... <laughs> but there'll be more games coming up anyhow. Yeah, so, yeah. But to Ireland, Italy last weekend... Yeah. I am going to have to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say it in case, so yeah, bother a few rugby heads here, but <laughs> it was an absolute bore of a game. It was a nothing game. I know there was a lot of people, it's, it's a bit like the Ireland friendlies, remember the Republic yeah. of Ireland when they play the friendlies, they play a whole load of new people, they throw on people, take off people, you knew that the result was kind of going to be that result, it was a nothing game. And yeah, I suppose. I know it's preparation, but mm. uh, it, it was a very hard, I thought it was a very hard watch, maybe for the... The squads have been finalised now, am I right in saying that? No, no, no. no they, have, they, they three went yesterday. Right. I'd say the juice. toughest thing about it is for the first maybe this game and say the next game, I'd say he probably knows ninety five percent of the squad, yeah, who's, and who's I'd to, say yeah. the f- this the last game and the next game are very much right. The couple of positions or the couple of players and we'll be right, prove it. The rest is stay but also fit. You, you see so many here. Excuse me, you see so many people getting injured from the likes of England, France, and stuff like that, and getting ruled out of the World Cup. That you need to have them bodies around anyhow in the preparation because one. Like it doesn't take much of an injury to have you out for six weeks in rugby. So, yeah, I others have finalised their squads as well. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think I, think I know England have, have yeah. McConaughey, very English name, mm. is in and whatever. And there's a couple of bad injuries already with one or two other squads. Mike Brown is out, which I'm delighted with because I never liked the guy. Just drives me mad. No reason why. I just <laughs> do you know what it was? It was when he was moaning when they lost the championship on points to Ireland and he was just a moan about yeah. it and he's always a bit of a smug sh- sugar bag but uh, before we go to the ads and then we go, or do you want to come back no here? there's just that's the three lads who were Finley, Bealham, John Cooney and Mike Haley all returned to their provinces yeah so yeah, so down to 40 and I think it's down what's it 35 is it 35 man squad yeah something like that anyway just to go I'll just go back to the first couple of paragraphs here just to kind of clarify the previous story Britain's Jess Learmonth and Georgia Taylor Brown saw their heartwarming moment torn apart as they were disqualified for attempting to win a world triathlon Olympic qualifier together in Tokyo Learmonth was given the victory after a photo finish but both Brits were later disqualified from the event for breaking rules forbidding a contrived tie 
So it meant third place Flora Duffy from Bermuda was promoted to first with Italy's Angel Elisbeto in second. So yeah, you can't hold hands and try and finish together. Long story short, 30 degrees Celsius and the humidity pushing up above 80%. The British Geo were neck and neck as they came into the front of the So they were literally probably hanging and said, right, well done. Let's, there's no point. There's no winner here. So that was that. Tune to Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Yes, we're just coming up now to 2051 here in the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4. Myself, Roy, Dave, and himself, Roy. I need to say myself, Roy. Um, just a quick one on Andy Ruiz is claiming he hasn't even signed for this fight that's yeah. in Saudi Arabia, which is a bit interesting. But that's not what I really want to talk about. But it's still a bit interesting that he's kind of claiming. No, it's we'll not, just go into the background because dust. some people might not have Well, heard basically, long story short, the, fight is the fight's in Saudi Arabia in December. A lot of people are like, Jesus, it's a blatant money one. What the hell are they going over there? Human rights issues, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And now he's come out and said, I haven't signed it. But Eddie Hearn's got, yeah, he has, don't mind him. He's probably trying to angle for a few more quid because I think he pushed for Mexico. They kind of said, oh, what about Cardiff? No, absolutely not. Let's go back to New York. And then somehow Saudi Arabia's come out of nowhere. Um, but there's a bit of a Twitter spat slash interview spat at the moment between Joshua and Lennox Lewis. I did see something. And like Lewis always gives a decent opinion of people. It doesn't seem to be too cutthroat or whatever. Um, but Joshua, I've always said it to Jackie, like the wife at home. I've always said it. I said, there's a dark side to Joshua. I don't, I think this nice act is what it is. I think there's a bit of an act. He probably is a decent guy, but he has a streak. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I think it's there. And, you cross him, he'll let you know about it. And I'm just a bit surprised. So basically, long story short, uh, Lennox Lewis says he's disappointed after Anthony Joshua called him a clown who he does not respect. So following Joshua's defeat by Andy Ruiz on the 1st of June, Lewis questioned whether the Briton was fully prepared. He also tweeted that Joshua's trainer, Robert Kraken, may not offer all that is needed to rule a heavyweight. And uh, Joshua has come back uh, in an interview and said, Lennox is a clown. I don't respect Lennox. Me and Lennox are cut from a different cloth. Joshua said his own legacy will be to enjoy and appreciate the next generation of fighters coming through, adding Lennox isn't like that. Which is mm. interesting. It is interesting. I mean, he's obviously got a bit, he's got a little bit of criticism, so he's going to fight back. The only way he can fight back against Lennox Lewis is with words. Yeah. So, uh, listen, if you're a, a fighter, there's going to be a nasty side in you because there needs to be a nasty side in you because you have to you have to dig in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I just remembered something else. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting that the, the fight in Saudi Arabia. Obviously, it's all about all about money. Uh, if, it's a few dollars. Yeah. If Louise hasn't got the money that he wanted, well, that's his own fault. Yeah. He, he's the champion. He actually, he was the one who. He, he runs it it's up to yeah. him it's totally up to him where he's going to fight it where he should have more saying it yeah and, and I don't know what he's, what he's playing at and uh, then just Lewis came back with one last little thing where he's right we are cut from a different cloth undisputed wasn't something I worried about it was something I went after until it was accomplished disappointed in AJ's words but I understand that his jealousy narrative was only fabricated after I criticised him for Wilder's, the Wilder negotiations all of a sudden I'm a hater yeah. He's like so he's probably saying I'm pissed off they haven't got it on you. And in fairness the fight game as much as boxing was on a comeback and it still is and the heavyweight game is the ultimate. How the main fighters aren't getting it on enough is really starting to wind me up. Fury has another nothing fight now. Yeah. And eventually the fight after this is going to be wilder. What what's the gap? I do think that Eddie Hearn is a big part in this mm. I do think that he is protecting 
his fighter from potentially fighters that he believes can beat him. Uh, I do think that what Wilder can can he take a punch from Wilder? Some and stable is overinflated. Yeah, and it's he's he's had many a fighter where, and it's a it's it's a positive for him for his fighters. He's got a couple of ordinary decent fighters, world title shots that they probably don't deserve, and you know there's only one outcome. But he's bloody good at it, and. Joshua's a bit better than that, but maybe that's all it is. He's only a bit better than that. Maybe he isn't a top, top heavyweight. Yeah. And this is what can happen. Like Klitschko in that sixth round, it was just so close. If he just had a bit more in him, he would have done him. He was done. He was dead. And somehow got his energy back. And Ruiz caught him a couple of times flush, and he hadn't a clear where he was. So maybe that's what it is. And Wilder has a, a phenomenal punching power. You know, he, he clicks, he hits him at any round. Josh is going to know about it. So who knows? Maybe that's what it is. But even Fury and Wilder, the rematch should have been almost immediate. Yeah. We would have gone nuts for it. Um, and then you have a couple of others in the mix. But that wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on that one because they did it. Oh no, they did do it. And but it was a I draw. Thought, the, 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 the reason why I'm annoyed that they're waiting for two or three, it was a draw. Let's get it on. I think if I get was, a winner. If I was Fury, I think I, now he probably would like to go out and fight straight away, but that was his third fight back. So he's, oh. I, I wouldn't be too disappointed in him. Uh, I'd be disappointed. In, well, I'm just, I'm disappointed in the game that it just doesn't yeah, happen for the whole lot of them. You know, I think they do all do avoid themselves to protect their purse. Yeah, this undefeated thing must be a big thing in the business yeah. side of it now. As soon as you lose that undefeated, all of a sudden you must lose a couple of million because some of them are just obsessed with it and will fight any bum just to say they're still undefeated before eventually they take the big dip. Well, I'm going to have to fight him now. I've no choice. But anyway, it is what it is. But watch this space. Yeah, and uh, Boxing Kingdom put up a poll. <laughs> Who would win between Lennox Lewis and Anthony Joshua? Prime versus Prime. There was over 3,700 votes and 3,000 people reckon Lennox Lewis would wipe the floor with Joshua. Interesting. And to tell you the truth, I think I would agree. Yeah, interesting. Mm. So a quick one on tennis. Nick Kyrgios. He ah. has his problems. Yeah, which we yeah. all know he does he's back at it again but yeah. he's against us Irish umpire Fergus Murphy he has a long run of feud with him so how dare he but anyway he's at it again uh, he's clashed with Irish umpire again in his loss in Cincinnati um, in a second round loss to Karen Kachanov at the Cincinnati Masters, loudly abusing the official before leaving the court to smash him rackets he faces a heavy, heavy sanction from the ATP after clashing with on-court officials for the second time in as many weeks Hamid Murphy for the second time this month as his frustra- frustration mounted during his three set loss uh, where is it this is yeah apparently he called him an effing tool uh, amongst other things and then just as he got off court he just went to town on a couple of the rackets did he specify what tool <laughs> no no, so he confronted him late in the second set, uh, the, the umpire, and, and accused him of sta- starting the shot clock too early. He was ultimately issued a point penalty at the end of the second set tie break after insulting the Dublin-born umpire using expletive F until which was awesome. Um, so anyway, and then he left the court for what he deemed a bathroom break, despite protests from Murphy and television pictures showed him smashing his rackets in a tunnel. So, yeah, Listen, once again, he's at it. Yeah, but he's just a tosser. You know, he said yeah. it himself. He doesn't love the sport. He doesn't even have a care for the sport. He's only done it to get the it's money his in. Job. It's his job. And that's it. And I'm sick of saying it. If, if further proves not everyone in sport is 100% committed. No. 100%, sometimes I'm good at this. I don't like it, but I'm good at this. And this pays my wage. How many of us 9 to 5 really love you know our what? job? It's, it's not even fine for him, but you will kind of go down the line. That's him on his own. 
let him do what he wants if he doesn't want but yeah, don't give him the time but, if he wants to earn his wage doing that and he doesn't enjoy it grant good luck that's it now and, it, and it's up to the, the the higher authorities to decide listen you're banned for a while for just being an ass yeah but in team sports it's just unacceptable oh he'd be you a disaster you, but you can't people like that should be gone uh, you got anything else Dave uh, well, I was going to go into football, so do you want to start with your football? Yeah, because Real Madrid... See, the, yeah, the transfer window's still open. It's still uh, across open. Across Europe. And, and it's big, because it, Alexis Sanchez seemingly wants to move out of United before the 2nd yeah. of September. But United certainly wants him now, to. he says the 2nd of September, so does that mean that he wants to go to Spain? Because oh, that's the deadline. Italy is the week before. Mm. Anyhow, Real Madrid hmm. have a, had a terrible pre-season so far, and Luka Jovic who they got from Eintracht Frankfurt, has been dropped already in the pre-season friendlies because Zinedine Zidane uh, is unimpressed by the striker and Stan is already is quite prepared. at the moment, isn't he? <gasps> prepared to With anybody. He, if he does, but I like that. I like that part. Fair enough. He, if, if, he, if he thinks, listen, you're not going to fit in. But what's that say? He, he wasn't bought in by Zidane. That's the one thing I was going to say. So is this, this the problem? Because he's saying a, a few things against the board and he's very annoyed that Bale, they pulled the plug on Bale. Mm-hmm. So is this one, oh, this is one of your players, gone. Don't yeah. like him. Um, one of the things, though, that Zidane has been really disappointed is, is that the, uh, Gareth Bale hasn't been sold. He, yeah. The reason he left the last time was because they weren't going to sell Gareth Bale. Yeah. He wanted to keep Ronaldo and he wanted Gareth Bale sold. Yeah. Of course, the opposite happened. Hence, yeah. he left. Oh, yeah. He was obviously given a guarantee that Gareth Bale would be out of there. <laughs> Gareth Bale's still there. And now yeah. he's stuck with a centre forward who he doesn't look yeah. like he has much faith in. 20, and he's, Gareth Bale. he's only 20 and <laughs> Gareth Bale but not only this which this could be the, and there's a lot of strong talk coming out of Spain that he may leave now good luck because he was promised Paul Pogba as one of his conditions mm-hmm. and returning yeah. so Gareth Bale out Paul Pogba in yeah. and he's got none of them so it would be very interesting and yeah. Zidane looks like he's I mean you don't go headbutting someone in a World Cup final if you, you're you don't get frustrated and, uh, and he's going to leave. Uh, and like, if he does, I, I don't care happening. for him. I don't care. You had your chance, you bailed. You come back <laughs> and you bailed. You get pardon the pun. Madrid are, you know, they've had a beautiful time and a lot of them are starting to age and move on and obviously losing the superstar. It's going to take time. I don't want to do it. I want to be successful right now. Who do you think should give way here should Zidane accept that he's with Real Madrid and this is the shit that happens not necessarily or should Real Madrid say listen we're losing all these games yeah. we need to start changing airways a little bit here and going uh, with the coach two, the two of them should grow up and sit together and say right we're this is technically a rebuild mm. so what are we going to do about this let's come together here because uh, th- this is the strange thing in European football and certainly in Spain's your I can't think of who what, your man Calderon who's always on giving sound bites to Sky he would have been the technical director but there's a separate guy who does all the wheeling and dealing and his dad just kind of takes what he's given yeah. now he'll have some say in it and he'll have some requests but it, they don't really have too much control of transfers so sometimes you can end up with players you don't necessarily want and that's yeah. just the way it is but maybe they should come together and say right listen I come in late which he did so he's not going to like everyone that comes in but tr- you know try and make the most of what you have and then t- maybe they need to come together and say right it's not worked out this summer but what are we going to do are we going to just get me sacked now because it's not working out and I'm not getting results or we've both messed up here 
I'm not saying write it off. We're still going to come second. Let's face it. At minimum, you're going to come second, probably. Unless... Is that Atletico, not the, oh, Atletico Madrid, sorry, toured at worst, yeah. they're going to come toward. Is that not the madness that is Real Madrid, though? It's a joke. How many times have they sacked the manager when they've won major tournaments? Yeah, but Del Bosque won a couple of titles, then only, then only won the Champions League, but didn't win the title, so he's gone. Somebody won a title, but no Champions League, he's gone. So I'd be edging towards the Madrid higher... higher yeah, uh, a little bit of both for me. I, I, think, I don't think they'll change, yeah. is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, no, 100%. And I, that's what makes me think but that But I'm not too impressed with him either, though. You've come back. Not the way he was, but I, I think yeah. he's treated Bale yeah. badly. But the way he's come back, and he's just been bitter almost, yeah. like from the get go. And it's like, well, why'd you come back then? Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're not, ha- he's not happy right from the get go. So what are you doing back? Yeah, very, very strange. Can you tell him a bit more about Barca, man? <laughs> 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 and apparently, there's all sorts of rumors. So God knows what happens because Neymar, they really want him gone PSG. So there's all sorts of rumors where. Real Madrid want him as well, but PSG are asking for Vinicius, the 19-year-old Brazilian star, or Casemiro. They're asking for too many players, so they're going, no. Barcelona are willing to offer a couple of these players, and they're saying, no, no, we want him and him. Mm. But now there's talk of PSG maybe going, well, we're going to take Coutinho anyway for 80, 90 million, and then we'll figure out Neymar. So there's, watch this space, but it looks like Neymar is as good as done at, at PSG. Manchester City during the week. Yeah. So FIFA explained why Man City did not receive a transfer ban, but Chelsea. Chelsea did. So Chelsea, for similar reasons, they were both mm-hmm. under a bit of pressure. Signing underage players. Signing underage players. Un- but City have only received a fine of 350,000, accepting its responsibility. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, I mean... Do you know what? They should have been made give that to Barry. Yeah. Like, I mean, so is this, I don't know, different rules for... Horses, you know? but, oh, 100%. Like, you've broken the rules. Like, a fine, a 300 grand fine for money bag seat. Or any any Premier League club, that's nothing. Um, oh, just because they admitted it. So it just says it's the FIFA Disciplinary Committee took in its consideration all specific circumstances of the case, as well as the club's <sighs> cooperation in clarifying the relevant facts. It is important to stress that these circumstances in this case, differ to the previous cases involving mm. breaches relating to players under the age of 18. So, uh, 315,000 is nothing, so it, it's not barely even a slap on the wrist. Nothing's happened. Move no. on for City, like if you know what I mean. Absolutely yeah. nothing's happened yeah. for him. Um, in the next couple of years, you know, you like your little weekends away, and there's, there's one that's been always chewing away at me for the last couple of years, and I want to do it. Uh, I want to go to Germany and go to a game. Now, not your Bayern Munich. I want to go to these mad places where there's bonkers, ultras, and it just looks like a pure fan experience. And now there's a new club we're going to fall in love with who have now been promoted to the Bundesliga, and it's Union Berlin. Yeah, same. And it's a little story, basically in three parts, about the blood, sweat, and tears that it took to save this club. Um, so long story short, they've always done things slightly differently and, they're no, and there's certainly no plans to conform even though they have finally reached the mainstream of German football. From the turbulent history to their unusual stadium, their vibrant fan culture and throwback match day experience, there's so much that's endearing about the team that they will be on Sunday, the 56th team to play in the Bundesliga. And their elevation to the top flight was unexpected and nobody gives them much chance of staying there, but they represent excellent second team supporter material. Hmm. So the sweat is basically down to the stadium. Uh, it's I'm not going to say the German thing but it means stadium at the old Forester's house so it holds 22,000 but 18,000 of that which is three sides of the ground is terracing 
and it allows the Union fans to create a fierce atmosphere and it's basically a cauldron. But long story short, the stadium is very much part of the Union sport. After all, a fair few of them built it. So in 2008, when the club risked losing its licence because of crumbling terraces and general state disrepair, 1,600 volunteers grafted away for an estimated 140,000 hours to get it back up to standard. Uh, the, the, then that was the sweat. Here's the blood. So four years prior to that, with the club sliding into the fourth division of almost bankruptcy, fans donated blood and passed on the money to the club's coffers. <laughs> And then there will be a few tears this weekend in another commendable move. A fan group has collected almost 300 pictures of Union fans and former players who have since passed away. And basically the whole story behind it is they'll be printed onto a joint banner so that uh, even those no longer with us can feel part of their historic first fixture in the Bundesliga. Where would you get it? Brilliant. And 13,000 went to Borussia Dortmund last week and rocked the place. Great. So you can imagine the whole place. So I booked the flights so out. There you go. Union Berlin. Flights. And who knows where they're going to go. 22,000. Rocket. Brilliant. Dan Carr, just a little yes. bit. Yes. A little bit of breaking news. Uh, Dan Carr is in line with a move to their European conquerors of Shamrock Rovers. Apollo. Uh, uh, Limousin. <laughs> <laughs> Cyprus. <laughs> there are certain words, right? Do you know? The yeah, abo- yeah. Abom- abominable. Yeah, I got snowman. Abamiang. <laughs> I, I just Abamiang struggle snowman. with that word. Abominable. Abominable, Abominable. snowman. Abominable. I struggle with that. I have to really think hard and... and Red lurry, yellow lurry. <laughs> Anyhow, Limazal. Yeah. Uh, 25-year-old Englishman has impressed and looks yep. like he could make his move across. Uh, if they can afford to let him go, good luck to I him. I think they, they have to bring in... Graham Bork back in. Mm. So they may very well play him up front. Even though that's not his best position, yeah. they may very well play him up front. But Dankar's a big, strong lad. He, he, he's, I think he's done well for them up yeah. there. So it'd be interesting to see if they let him go and see if... Sh- I mean, Shamrock Rovers are looking to build a squad. They've got B- Bork back in loan, yeah. I believe. So he's not But theirs. a potential. But and his interview was interesting. Um, uh, or was it, was it him? Yeah. He was happier at home. He... he He's been there and done that in the lower leagues and it was either do I go down to my league ones or league twos or come back and, and be where I know and be where I love. Yep. And the money must be half decent that it's not much of a loss. But a bit similar to what Keith Fatty said, I've gone back to have another go. If it hasn't worked out, I'll come back and stay around my family. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully you get the same kind of output from them as they did before. And if they do, it might be a bit too late for this season, but it could be a crack of little rivalry between yeah. Rovers and the Dock over the next couple of seasons. Because as much as a lot of it's probably going into the infrastructure at Dundalk, eventually it's going to start going into the personnel. Yeah. Um, because if they really want to try and get into a group stage, they're going to have to start really looking but at it. what are Dundalk going to do? Because Dundalk, they've made a few quid over the last few yeah. years. They make another 1.2 million this year yeah. from their European uh, adventures. But they've, but most of the best players yeah. in Ireland. They're but that's missing. Do they get a bit cheeky now and start looking elsewhere? They're gonna have to go mercenary almost, but unfortunately. What they're, what they're missing is the the Horgans. Do you know? They're missing some bit, a bit of spark. They're missing a, a Jack Bourne or the a, lads who they or a Graham Look, Bourke. Think about it. The lads who they've lost, Mc, no, not McGuire. Tell. Tell Richie Tell was a fine player. That's what I'm saying. They're Horgan. missing that now. Boyle obviously went, but he's back. And there's a couple more, and I'm sorry if I'm not thinking them offhand. They've lost three or four top, top players that you can't just go to another club and get that version because no. they were just that little bit above. So is that the thing? Like, If, if them players aren't making it across the water, they're the probably players that should but be tempting back. That's the, yeah. That and are they going to start looking 
further afield and start trying to bring in a little bit extra yeah. to really and unfortunately at some point if Ireland want to go to that next level Irish clubs want to go to that next level be consistently in it we are going to have to start having those yeah. three or four players where they're from God knows where and I think that's but that's it they're missing the, a game changer though. Yeah. they have got yeah. really good professionals good footballers yeah. but it's the game changer because Rovers and Dundalk can get the best of Ireland yeah. but you know Unfortunately, that will only get you to such a level. And I'm just wondering, if they do have the money they say they do, will they eventually start going a bit further mm. afield and start bringing in that yeah. next level? And from what I believe, like they need to do something with the stadium. They need to do something with the stadium. Yeah. But I think it's down the, prior, uh, the list yeah, of priorities. 100%. So, yeah. yeah, I'd say the team, they, I think they'll be pushing on because it's not easy to get far in the Champions League, no, as, no. as Celtic have seen. And to finish up, my man, what happened last Sunday? Oh, Lucan United, yes, Lucan United got through to the last 16, isn't yeah. it? Last FA 16 Cup, yeah. of the FAI Cup, beating Colester two goals to one. By all means, dominated the game. Uh, and Colester, with the last two kicks of the game, scored one and missed a great last-minute oh. chance. And could have went into extra time, so it was, it was that, kind of that close. <laughs> And, and we kind of had a talk about who they could get in the next round. <laughs> we said, said more likely to get Crumlin, and that's exactly yeah. who they got. So they're away against Crumlin. Another interesting toy for either side because they'll be in the quarter final of the oh, FA Cup. Finals. That's so huge. it's massive. And but unfortunately for whoever loses, don't get that money toy against yeah. one of the mainstays. Yeah, like it's not happen. monster money, but for these clubs it would be. Yeah, of course you get four or five thousand gate in, in, in Tala. That's a nice few quid. Yeah, 40% nice of the few gate quid. goes to you. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I remember the last time a team got to the final, I think, I believe it was St. Francis who got to the final. Were you at that one? Bray Wanderers, 1990. That's right, yeah. And I mean, John McGlynn or John Glynn got the hat trick. That was an exceptional team, though, that St. Francis team. So. Uh, I remember buying the tickets in the florist in Lucan Village. Did not. There was did tickets you? everywhere, and all of a sudden we got them, and they were front row at East Upper. And there was about 10 of us hanging over the, over the front of the front row, just hanging over the edge watching it. And uh, yeah, Bray done the job, 3 nothing. I think there was, it was the first one, I think, in Lansdowne. Yeah. And I think there was the guts of about 30,000 at it. It was brilliant. Great atmosphere and glad the liberties. Is it possible this year? <sighs> well, meaner it, seems to think so. <laughs> we, we, we leave it at that. We leave it there. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs>